to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. This is episode 152. I am Justin. And I'm Shauna Wood. Hey, honey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. We took a week off. It's good to see you again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good you. to be back with everybody. Yeah, thank you to everyone listening and checking on us. Uh, we're alive and well. So we just needed a week off, I think. Yes. Okay. So today's topic, we're talking about how to de-stress politics. <laughs> Which is on the mind of many Americans and the world as we have just gone through the 2020 presidential election process. Yes, and we're basically going to talk about George Washington's last speech that he gave um, in 1796, his farewell address. Uh, When he was president, he basically quit. He's like, look, I'm not doing this again. You guys figure this out. But he gave us a lot of wisdom about how to operate in politics that will totally de-stress a lot of things if we would just do it. Well, come on, George, bring it. Let's hear it. Okay, so I saw a headline. I didn't want to read the article because I've been very tired of reading uh, politics articles. I'm tired of seeing advertisements. I know everyone else is. But they said this this election of this year was like, the some people said, the most stressful day of their life. Like regular people? <laughs> yes, like regular people who aren't running for office. They're just like, I'm so stressed. Politics, uh, I'm so stressed. <laughs> I was like, people are stupid. I just need to say it. People are stupid. <laughs> I'm just saying, you need more to do in your life if you're just sitting around watching the TV to see what other people voted. Right. So I think we're just we're just hook, line, and sinker. People are all of us are just sucked into this whole system, and I think George Washington can help point us in a direction to be like, okay, I need a, I need a a new way to look at life. All right. Okay. So we are going to read through his farewell address, but I gotta say, before just a um, just a disclaimer here. I can't, like, this guy gave this speech, and I'm having to, like, look up words, and I'm having to, like, sound it out. I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) So, I looked up George Washington's education. Do you know a lot about his education? No. He wasn't just homeschooled. He was, like, self-schooled. He was like, I gotta learn this stuff. I'm just gonna teach myself. I'm gonna memorize all this stuff and just know it. Self-schooled. That's what it can get you right here. We're about to read this, and you'll be like, what did he just say? (laughs) All right, so we may need to do a little bit of reading it and then processing through. Oh, yeah, we're going to do a lot of processing through. But um, I want to talk about what he says about political parties and how they're just a train wreck and terrible idea and stay away from them. (laughs) All right. Okay, so here's a little education time from George Washington's farewell address. Um, It was a transcript, I guess, written down. I don't know who wrote this down. Uh, But he was just speaking to a, a room full of people. I don't know how many people, but smart people. But it wasn't like on YouTube, you know, streaming live. Yes. So that's a little bit of framework here. All right. Do you want to start reading? (laughs) I think this is a setup. If you just said there's all these words you can't pronounce and I haven't read it yet. No, I just need a good drink of water. (laughs) I'll be right back. (laughs) Okay. So, and again, just the setting. It was the year was 1796. In contemplating the causes which may disturb our union, it occurs as matter of serious concern that any ground should have been furnished for characterizing parties 
by geographical discriminations, northern and southern, Atlantic and western, whence designing men may endeavor to excite a belief that there is a real difference of local interests and views. One of the expedients of party to acquire influence within particular districts. Are you pausing? Is that what that hand motion is? Go ahead and finish that line, please. Okay. (laughs) I'll I'll take over for this. I got my water in. Okay. One of the expedients of party to acquire influence within particular districts is to misrepresent the opinions and aims of other districts. Well, there you go. We're already getting into (laughs) it. I know. It's so good. So I should have said this before. This is not the beginning of his speech. I'm just... I'm only we're only going to focus on the part that talks about political parties. So in this first little section, where I'm not going to read that first that that whole paragraph there, but the part you just said, he says, don't have political parties based on geographical locations. Like that's not good because you're already dividing the country geographically. So he says, stay away from there because yeah, that line you said, uh, one of the expedients of party. To acquire influence within particular districts is to misrepresent the opinions and aims of other districts. Meaning, what he's saying is, if you have a a political party based on geography, then each party starts telling, basically lies about the other party based on geography. Okay, so we're going to move to the good stuff. This is just getting warmed up. (laughs) Okay, and I just have to say, if we could only eliminate the negative commercials that happened in this past election. And it was, I think in some ways it was worse on a state level for where we are. There was a really hot race. But these are the commercials that make me crazy. The commercials that one party pays for to slam the other party. Like, I'm okay with, tell me what's great about you. But I don't want to hear commercial where you are just slamming the other person, which is exactly what they're saying there. That because the parties will start to falsely represent the other one. Right, and we have seen terrible um, moves, like you just said, like toward this, like, like in our state, we have like Mitch McConnell is the he's the majority senator. Um, what do you call it? Leader. There we go. Majority leader in the Senate right now. He's from our state of Kentucky. Well, someone else, uh, someone ran against him. Uh, I won't go into all the details, but. There was another person who probably would have had more momentum who everybody was like, why didn't we pick this person for the Democrats? Mitch McConnell's a Republican. But the political party made thousands of miles away the decision to say, no, we're not going to back that guy. He was African American from Louisville who was like, had huge momentum going right to the, the primaries. Anyway, but someone like hundreds and thousands of miles away decided who the money should go to. It wasn't a local decision. It was someone far away, right? And so <laughs> here we go. I'm going to move on to the next paragraph. I'm skipping paragraphs. So you should go read, probably with your dictionary, George Washington's farewell speech, okay? all of, I'm going to start here. All obstructions, so we're back to Washington. All obstructions to the execution of the laws, all combinations and associations under whatever plausible character with a real design to direct, control, counteract, or all the regular deliberation and action of the con, constituted sorry, authorities are destructive of this fundamental principle and, and of fatal tendency. <laughs> Homeschooled. <laughs> Self-schooled. <laughs> they serve to organize faction, to give it an artificial and extraordinary force, to put in the place of the delegated will of the nation the will of a party. So he's basically, in a nutshell, they serve to organize faction. So the political party is designed to separate people away from each other. 
that's what they cook up and they brew and they <laughs> make their little potions of politics where they intentionally separate people out. Uh, to give it an artificial and extraordinary force to put in the place of the delegated will of the nation the will of a party. So you take out the will of the nation and you insert the politics of the party. And that becomes the will <laughs> that you follow. You have any thoughts? I don't like it. <laughs> Often a small, here's, here's ugh, Washington, brilliant. Often a small but artful and enterprising minority of the community and according to the, to the alternate triumphs of different parties, to make the public administration the mirror of the ill-concerted and incongruous, con, congruous? Incongruent. <laughs> congruous projects of faction, rather than the organ of consistent and wholesome plans digested by common councils and modified by mutual interest. So, he says here, the will of the party, often a, uh, so often a small but artful and enterprising minority of the community. So this, uh, these are the people who take over the political parties. And that happens on the state level and on the federal level. You have these political parties, and not just in the United States. There's political parties everywhere. But basically, they are ill-concerted, and they do not support. <laughs> they just support faction. Like, that's the whole point. And so Washington's like, stay away from them. You have any thoughts? Well, I think this is just a flaw of human beings because there's something in humans that makes us want to separate into the us and the other. And so this is how it manifests in politics, but thinking how much wisdom there is in this to what can we look at? That's the common good versus my little group's good applies in a lot of areas, not limited to the political Right, very good. That leads us into the part where he actually starts talking about political parties now. <laughs> You're right on. He says, I have already intimated to you the danger of parties in the state, with particular reference to the founding of them on geographical discriminations. So he's saying you don't want a political party just tied only to a one region. That's bad. Let me now take a more comprehensive view and warn you in the most solemn manner against the baneful effects of the spirit of party Generally. <laughs> so if you want to get stressed out as a country and pretty much start to ruin your country, really focus on political parties. That's the great way to do it, according to Washington. This spirit, unfortunately, is inseparable from our nature, having its root in the strongest passions of the human mind. It exists under different shapes in all governments, more or less stifled, controlled, or repressed. But in those of the, pop of the popular form, it is seen in its greatest rank rankness and truly their worst enemy so as far as the government goes and a good government so parties are a bad thing but he does talk about it's it's human nature like you just said to be connected to parties okay so back to washington the alternate domination of one faction over another sharpened by the spirit of revenge <laughs> natural to party dissension which in different ages and, and countries has per perpetrated the most horrid Enormities, I don't know what that is, it's bad things, <laughs> is itself a frightful despotism. So he said the fact that political parties is in fact a, a despotism, a, a dictatorship really, is what, what we're dealing with here. Okay. Now, I want to bring this just to light. For the past four years, so this is 2020, for the past four years, one political party has tried to revenge 
the 2016 election, right? By, by what is, uh, what was that called? Impeachment, right? Trying to bring impeachment and all these things. So stressed. I mean, the whole country's like been stressed out, right? Now this, this other, the things have flipped, right? <laughs> and the same conversation had by one party is now having by another party. And it's just yucky. Like, it's just yucky. The things that one group said, the Democrats said against the Republicans, now the Republicans are saying against the Democrats and vice versa. <laughs> and it's like totally like no one is like, huh, wait, time out, time out. This is, this is terrible. But it's leading us as a, as a whole to a lot more stress. You have any more thoughts? Well, it just part of it makes me sad thinking about how much time, how many resources, how much all of this has cost and thinking of, well, if we were more unified, what could that have time and energy and resources have gone? What problem could have been solved, you know? Right. And and this is what the party thinking, though. Well, now that Trump is out, right? <laughs> now that Obama is out. Thanks, Obama. You know what I mean? It's like... People can't get out of that framework. It's like they literally, well, now that whoever, whoever your terrible mayor was, right? It's like that revenge that he talks about, that Washington talks about, is totally like in the system. It's like a parasite. It's like having worms in your gut, which we know about (laughs) because we've both been to third world countries, right? Yes. Okay. Here we go. So uh, the disorders and back to Washington here. Sorry. The disorders and miseries which result gradually incline the minds of men to seek security and repose in the absolute power of an individual. And sooner or later, the chief of some prevailing faction, more able or more fortunate than his competitors, turns this disposition to the perp- to the purposes of his own elevation on the ruins of public liberty. So basically what happens is we lose our freedom because political parties just are inbred (laughs) um, liberty killers, I guess is what I should say. All right, back to Washington. Without looking forward to an extremity of this kind, which nevertheless ought not to be entirely out of sight, the common and continual mischiefs of the spirit of party are sufficient to make make it the interest and duty of a wise people to discourage and restrain it. So, He's talked about how bad it is. Washington's like, this is this is this whole party system, don't do it. It's not good. It's gonna divide the country. You end up wasting your energy. You end up hating each other. You're all stressed out from it. Don't do this. So wise people, uh, the duty of a wise person to discourage and restrain it. I think that's where we're at as a country, as a people. We have the obligation to try to restrain and discourage political party talk. And actually, let's try to start talking about the issues. Yes. It makes me think, actually, when I was growing up, my mom and dad used to joke about how they would go and vote and cancel each other out because one of them would be for a candidate because they really liked this one particular thing that that candidate was going to work on and the other one would be for another candidate because they really liked this other issue that this candidate said they were going to address but at the end of the day they respected each other and life went on but I just can't really see that happening in 2020 the way people have been acting like I can't see that people could go vote for other people and then go eat dinner together you know which is how we should be 
Okay. So I'm going to read one more paragraph. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that, what you just said. It serves always to distract back to Washington. Sorry, I say that. I don't want to sound like I'm saying all this intelligent stuff. It serves always to distract the public councils and enfeeble the public administration. So he's talking about political parties. It agitates the community with ill-founded jealousies and false alarms. Kindles the animosity of one part against another. Foments occasionally riot (laughs) and insurrection. (laughs) It opens a door to foreign influence and corruption, which finds a facilitated access to the government itself through the channels of party passions. This is like this whole Russian impeachment with under Trump, and it's like unbelievable. Thus, the policy and the will of one country are subjected to the policy and will of another. So he's saying if you want to let another country, you know, start messing with you as your country, you know, political parties are a great way for them to finance, to do all this other stuff that's weird. Okay, so let's change gears to what we can do positive. Does that sound good? So let's talk about five simple steps that we can take to shift, begin to shift our mindset with political parties so that we will be less stressed and we'll have less stress conversations with people. You ready? Because election time will happen again. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like... Even after we live through this mess. I know. One. Okay, so first thing, you got to change the story in your head. You can't just be binary code. Like, it can't just be, well, yeah, I'm for peace and healing and unity, but the other party or whatever party you are against, right? You You can't frame it in that. That story has to change in your head. So I think around issues... I think around actually people and personalities start somewhere else, but you have you have to be willing to change. That's the, I guess the first thing you have to be willing to change the story in your head. Yes. Okay. Number two, take a step back. <laughs> that comes with changing the story in your head, but you you got to get away from this political party driven storyline that's pretty much everywhere. Yes. I mean, I think if you had. If you polled people from both political parties and even the offshoot ones that are in America right now on a hundred different points, you might have, you know, five to ten that are tied in with political parties. But the vast majority were wanting the same things. We still want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, I mean, we still hold these American, you know, ideals or truths is what the vast majority of people still want. Like, we still have a lot in common here, people. Right, we have a lot in common. And again, but the narrative in our heads would be like, yeah, but those people over there don't want whatever. You know, right. they're against whatever. So you got to change the narrative. Um, third thing, you got to educate yourself. I mean, George Washington, that was a long time ago, people. <laughs> and it was like, I'm just reading through that again. And like, oh my gosh, he's just so brilliant. Like, I think we have just... We think we're so smart, but we're just becoming dumber and dumber, as I've talked about on podcasts before. Okay, number four. This was... This was my idea. I just say, go invite someone over or go out to eat with someone that you know voted differently from you. We just need to, again, be civil to one another and realize and remember how much we all have in common. Right, and and you might need to preface that gathering to say, hey, let's, let's sit down and eat, but let's... Let's, these are the framework for what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Actually, just go and read um, George Washington's speech. It doesn't take that long to read with your dictionary. Okay. You would do that. 
I would say make sure you bring your favorite dessert because we're just going to be friends and hang out. Okay, okay, yeah, that's good. And I think the most important thing, you control your words. You control the thoughts, and that word is part of the story in your head. But you control the words that come out of your mouth, meaning what you put on Facebook or don't like or do like or, like, don't try to convert people on social media. It's like, ugh, it's just so stupid. Don't do it. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy, and you're getting sucked into the, the political party quagmire yes i hope that this has been helpful for you guys as we kind of see all right this is not really a new thing i mean george washington saw this coming saw it happening and there are steps that we can take so there's lots of things you cannot control in your life but how worked up you get over politics is something that you can control and so that's an area that you can actually choose to be less stressed out Thank you so much for listening. Most of all, we want you to remember that you are valuable and what you do matters. We would love for you to connect with us. You can do that on Facebook if you look for The Less Stressed Family. You can go to our website, lsfpodcast.com, or you can even shoot us an email, woodfamily at lsfpodcast.com. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you.